Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Loan Factory in Billy Nguyen. Billy's got 15 years of experience in the real estate industry. He is the perfect guy to help you finance or refinance your home. Now is an awesome time to be refinancing your homes at record low interest rates. And so reach out to Billy at Loan Factory. His phone number is 469-585-4498. You can find out everything about Loan Factory on our Facebook page or on theirs, facebook.com slash HQ. Also, the website is www.loanfactory.com. Billy has the branch out in Dallas, Texas, and he and his team of brokers use up to 40 different lenders. They submit to all of them. They get you the best rates. If one lender isn't giving them a good rate, they will go to the next one. I know they get special rates with certain lenders just for being uh, one of their their best mortgage brokers. So uh, reach out to Billy once again. His phone number is 469-585-4498. Make sure to give him a call before you check out the website just to make sure that he is your agent on the loan. And once again, his phone number is 469-585-4498. All right, just just four pennies today. Uh, Mock, you out there? I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, our other other two pennies uh, are are taking a a sick day, a vacation day. Super lazy. Um, (laughs) No, just kidding. Albie, uh, congrats to Albie and his wife. Now they just had a little baby um just a few days ago we thought i might be able to jump on but uh expectedly and understandably he's a little bit busy so that's okay six pennies and six kids oh boy you're right wait yeah six pennies a kid six kids you're right uh yeah we we have a a future that we got a wait no oh yeah that's right sorry um yeah they they could have a a future podcast they could call it 12 12 pennies podcast that's the something hopefully yeah all right. Well, today's topic, I, I do wish Albie was here because he and I have been chatting a little bit about this for a little bit um, the past couple months. And it's about collectibles, uh, things that we collect, things we've collected in the past or wish that we were collecting now, um, things that we've been able to buy, sell and trade over the years. And so, Mach, when I mention collectibles to you, what do you think of? I think of a few things. Uh, I, I do. We collect a few things, me and my wife. Uh, when we travel or when we used to travel and then uh, just brings back really fond memories uh, definitely used to collect a lot more things growing up what do you col- what do you guys collect when you travel are you like a magnet or or that kind of shot glasses shot glasses shot okay glasses. yeah yeah shot glasses so about approximately how many shot glasses do you have uh, i have them here in the room with me yeah, i would i would estimate maybe maybe 40 40 oh so every city that you go to you get these yeah we try to remember to um yeah yeah normally normally at least every city and you've done you you've done like cruises so like every stop when you're getting off a cruise you would try to pick one up there too normally uh yeah she it's, it's kind of a sore topic last time we went to vegas i didn't have time to <laughs> But I mean, but, uh, you've been to Vegas so many times. I mean, you, yeah, you already have one by no, now, that's right? That's true. Yeah, we we try to we try to remember to pick up a shot glass. So you don't do repeats. Out of, yeah, we try not to. Okay, yeah, no need. Uh, that's you? cool. I mean, we we tried to do that uh, when we traveled more abroad. Um, we did like magnets for a little bit, and then we tried to turn it into like Christmas ornaments. Ooh, but the ornaments yeah. are a little tricky and like yeah. it, it sucks when you when you start with one and then you try to switch to the other because then yeah. you're missing, you know, a big chunk of the collection. Um, and now we don't travel at all. So it's just kind of pointless regardless. The ornaments are fragile, too. You got to think of that. And like like the shot glasses, we need to keep them out of the reach of the kids. 
So yes, true. Not yeah. replaceable. The fun thing about magnets is that, um, you know, the kids can, like, look at them on the fridge. Like, Zachary looks at it, and he's like, oh, cool, that's, like, a, a turtle from Hawaii, or that's, <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever it is, there's there's something kind of cool that you can look at, um, and everybody can enjoy, so appropriate for kids. Um, okay, so you said you have you used to collect other things. Um, yeah, na name them. Uh, for a little bit, I... I collected like depressed pennies you know what i mean oh yeah uh, like from traveling six flags amusement parks is it, is it, wasn't that like when you're in like middle school high school or is that like yeah okay it was it was definitely way before adulthood um yeah it, those are those are tough because i could never remember where i placed them or where i collected them yes uh, yes speaking of just disappear yeah definitely that, disappear yeah that's a that's just a, a solid waste of 51 um, cents 51 yeah. cents yeah or a, a <laughs> dollar or 25 or whatever it is yeah um that that's a solid one uh, i as you know i i'm a huge fan of of garfield um the oh, cartoon and the comics so yeah. i used to collect all things garfield so all the books at the time um i had i think i had all of them um you know when wow. i was at a certain age but uh you like, know stop that well how, yeah. how did you uh like straight bookstore, Barnes and Noble, or yeah, like Barnes Scholastic. Uh, oh man, we did both. Catalog. Oh okay. boy, the catalog. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, we definitely every time the catalog rolled around, uh, would pick up one probably, and then every once in a while at the bookstore, um, you know, if my my mom was feeling feeling generous, then I would get to pick up another one. So yeah, I think over the years I was able to get pretty much all of them going through at least middle school. Wow. Um, and then, you know, wh whatever else Garfield I could find, like when we would go to Hong Kong or something to visit family, uh, you know, there's all sorts of, uh, things with, with cartoons and cute, um, stuffed animals and stuff. Yeah. So anything Garfield related, I would, I would go for that too. So we'd have like a clock and a mug and, yeah. you know, awesome. little, yeah. Well, little, I mean, little... and, and you can draw your own too. Like you're an expert yes. at that. Yeah. So. I, yeah. I mean, if I could get like a 3d printer, I could just draw and just print them out. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's true well do you still have those around I, I feel like those would be really good to not pass down but to open up that world to to the kids yeah so unfortunately i don't have many of them um my parents probably still have some random ones at their place that are in storage uh my parents did or my sister actually gave me um a set of sheets that i don't know why she had but they're garfield sheets oh. uh, from when i was a kid and zachary has used them a little bit they're kind of worn down the elastic's kind of running out so they don't stay yeah. well on the mattress um but yeah i mean he he likes that and then there's a couple of garfield stuffed animals um that we still have he knows the name he doesn't really know anything about else about him um uh, but he's he's got an idea of who garfield is so i'm proud that's good uh do you still collect anything like now currently then I don't really collect anything now. Um, I, I mean, the big one that I, I, I know you and I both used to collect was basketball cards. Yeah. Um, that was whew, that was a big, big waste of money back in the day. Like, <laughs> probably from age of age of eight or nine, uh, maybe age of, of 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so after the Rockets championship, right? So probably like 93-ish, 94. Um, through probably end of, towards the end of high school, a um, lot of yeah. a lot of money poured in. A good like eight to ten year run. Uh, definitely a lot of yeah, you could call it wasted money. Uh, but I mean, is is it really ever a waste though? Like even if it doesn't retain its value, it still held so much entertainment value during that time. You know? 
Definitely lots of entertainment value, a lot of fun to trade cards and to collect certain players. So you, of course, were a big collector of Penny Hardaway. Anybody else you collected? Sam Cassell. Yes. Okay. My favorite players. Penny and Uh, Sam. You were all Timmy Hardaway and uh, Grant Hill. Yeah, yeah. Tim Hardaway strictly for the name. Uh, I mean, and I, he was a good player too. Uh, Grant Hill was was the star that I was going after, and then Michael Finley was the other, just because. Finley. I don't actually know why. Maybe because I, I started getting a lot of his cards, and I was like, I'm going for it. This is my guy. Um, so a lot <laughs> a lot of probably very poor trades over time, trying to collect the players, um, and ends up with a ton of other cards that you don't really care about, and a lot of. A lot of money definitely has has went into that. That was um, purely for for fun. Um, but just recently, the past couple of months, uh, the reason why I wanted Albion is because we've been talking about cards because they've been blowing up. Did you know this? Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you guys about that. Um, just because I know, like, not specifically basketball, but I know, like, the recent baseball cards like have really been blowing up as well as uh, Pokemon. Yeah, so Pokemon cards have been pretty hot. Um, baseball is is pretty good, depending on the player. Football is actually pretty strong too. But actually, basketball has blown up the most. Basketball is probably the best resale value, and the really? best yeah, the best gains on on players now. Uh, lots of hype, especially during pandemic times, with people that are bored working at home or with spare cash, not able to travel or do other things. A lot of them are putting into cards. Uh, and I okay, think this we're, started. We're, we're talking about t- current era, right? Not not yes. old school cards. Okay. No. Yeah. Everything. It's always current era. It's always the latest year. It's the latest rookie. And there's actually a lot of money to be made. And um, well, sp- speaking of money to be made, I mean, there's a lot of sports to watch now. Um, and you know, if you can make money from basketball cards, you can also make money from watching sports and uh, and doing a little bit of sports betting on the side. That's where our other sponsor comes in. That's Analytics Capper. That's like a handicapper, C-A-P-P-E-R. Um, as you know, uh, sports betting is being legalized in a number of states. I think it's close to 20 states now and probably more by the end of the year. Um, all sorts of sports betting websites are launching. And if you get the right place to make, you can probably make a couple bucks. So that's where Analytics Capper comes in. They have state-of-the-art data analytics. Uh, they have real-life experience. They have some crazy algorithms that get them the best bets every single day. You can check out their website at analyticscapper.com. Uh, the Twitter handle is also analyticscapper. And you can sign up for their subscription plans. They have daily or weekly or monthly subscri- subscription packages. Sometimes they have free plays as well. Um, and they can help you make sure you can take advantage while you're watching some, some sports to make the best bets. So once again, that's analyticscapper, C-A-P-P-E-R. Check them out on Twitter or their website. Okay, so mock, yeah, basketball cards. Um, yeah, over the last probably 18 months or so, uh, they've kind of kind of gone nuts. And I, I started seeing more posted about them on Twitter uh, or Instagram, people kind of talking about crazy prices. Uh, and so Albie and I started, you know, pulling some of our money and, and, and investing a little bit, buying a few cards here and there, just to see what happens with uh, with their value over time. Um, but yeah, le- like you said, it's it's definitely the newer cards that you that you want to look at. But these things are hot and it's it's kind of crazy. Like if you think about how we used to collect cards, like how did you obtain cards? Uh, yeah, just going to the local shop. Uh, it was Baseball Fever back in the day. Yes, and yes. Sugarland next to next to Luby's. Luby's. Uh, yeah, I would I would stay there forever, uh, hours on end. Just uh, I'd probably buy like two packs maybe at a time, and and just marvel at the glass cases that yes. i would never buy the individual cards from yes uh, 
Are, what are about they you? Of, about the same? They're out of business now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's uh, I think it's a massage parlor now. Oh man, what a waste. Um, did they, did they, um, did you buy cards like at Target or Walmart? Target sometimes, but yes, okay. Target, Target was man, a bunch of hoodlums over there. I feel like packs were always open at, at Target. And yeah. Yeah, sif- sifting through them, and, and they're not the higher end stuff, so you wouldn't yeah. get like upper deck, you know, Fleer Ultra, like the nice ones. It, it would Definitely just be not flare. Yeah, yeah, it would be like tops and hoops, and that's it. Um, so yeah, I mean, the local card store has kind of gone away in in Houston. Mm-hmm. That, as far as I know, I did a search trying to find out where there were some. There's nothing anywhere nearby, uh, yeah. and so I think the Sugarland place has closed down. But um, yeah, actually, the the ways to buy cards now have really changed, and like prices have skyrocketed. So when you think about those hobby shops, um, yeah. like Baseball Fever, a lot of those are you know ex- existing in other cities, or they're just online. So eBay is probably the best place to buy place to buy cards. But at retail, there are still like uh, packs and boxes available at Targets and Walmart. But the crazy thing ha- that has happened uh, the past year, I guess, has been like. Um, th- there's like a, a there's salespeople that go in to stock the shelves. Um, there are there are guys that like know when those salespeople are hitting each Target or Walmart, or they're constantly <laughs> like going to them to wait and see if they can be there at the right time. And those things just fly off the shelves immediately. Like you're wow. lucky to get a pack or a box at at any Target or Walmart of something decent. It's wow. it's kind of crazy. And then they just get like resold on it on eBay right afterwards for twice as much. Like they just buy the whole box. You mean? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like multiple boxes, whatever they can find, and then you just resell those. Um, it's it's really sad, I think, for kind of just a general collector, hobby person who who just wants to get in a little bit. Like they can't just get a pack just to rip it open and see what's inside. That's true. So, but speaking of eBay, I know that's kind of a the, a really good place to buy and sell now. Uh, but what about in terms of knowing what the value should be like are beckett still around <laughs> yeah the beckett is still actually the premier like gradings or not grading service like a uh, valuation service okay. um i mean they have something but it's all about ebay it's all about what's actually been sold and with the internet now you can see actually how much things are being sold for so gotcha. when you when you think of like comparable sales that's that's really the value i think if you're trading then you could probably put a premium on cards. You could look at like values from Beckett, but it's really all about you know what's being sold on eBay. The other thing is uh, when we were looking at it, there wasn't that much like uh, PSA grading, was there? Yeah, I was gonna ask about that too. Like, uh, are you selling them? Are you selling any right now? And if you are, are you getting them graded first? Yes, we haven't sold any yet. We've just uh, you know bought some to hold for a little while. A lot of um just just looking at the the prime players the the biggest things that have happened are uh you know this the biggest stars have gone up in value mj obviously uh kobe's especially after his death rest in peace Mm. like his rookie cards kd rookie card um but like lebron and luca are the luca is actually the hottest thing right now i mean people are kind of all over zion and john morant but it's really like luca is the one that everybody cares about he has the best shot to be like a huge huge star in the future and so, um, yeah, I mean, you, you can buy and sell cards that are what, what you call raw, so not graded. Um, but if you grade them, then you have the potential for it to double in value, triple in value, or even more. Um, so, like, grading is actually something that should definitely be considered if you know how to look at your cards beforehand and see if uh, if you think it has a good chance at a, a 9 or a 10. 
Um, but like, how, how much do you remember how much like a Jordan rookie was back in the day? Jeez, uh, no, <laughs> like from '84, it was it's a man, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the earliest card at the time, or actually, or the rookie that everyone thinks of is the '86 Fleer card. Um, okay. I mean, I think he had a '85 card, but it, it's not the one they think of. I, I want to say it was at least like several hundred, maybe a couple thousand. Yeah. I was going to say maybe 500, 600 range. Yeah, I mean, if you get a graded Jordan, um, that's that's really maybe a 9 or a 10, which is very, very rare, uh, yeah. mind you. Though they can go now for well over $100,000. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That is um, sick. Yeah, it, it's crazy. The other crazy thing is, like, um, the other guys that I mentioned, you know, I, I think in the day we would be like, oh, I want the 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 flair of uh, of Kobe, or I want the tops finest of Kobe, um, or even the chrome, you know. But actually, yeah. the the hottest cards are the plain tops cards, the cheapest ones possible. Those nice. are for some reason like super high value. Huh? It's really counterintuitive, right? I. Man, this is really interesting. Like, I'm going to, I'm gonna go find my cards. Go look uh, into it, man, and, and look yeah, into I, it. I, I found that I, I have a tops rookie of of Kobe. I don't know what kind of condition it is. I think if it was sold by itself, maybe it's a couple hundred bucks. If it was graded really well, it's probably a couple thousand. Um, but it's crazy because that's the one that probably back in the day was like five dollars, and then you you could get the, you couldn't get, um, you know, the 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 alternate version the chrome one for less than i don't know 50 or 100 it would be like 10 yeah. times more so yeah. yeah cards are cards are crazy the other um really interesting innovation from a card perspective is um another way like i mentioned it's really hard to get like boxes in a store or it's yeah. hard to, you know prices have also gone up so you can't pay like two dollars for a pack anymore that's just impossible uh but have you heard of of card breaks no what is that so, I mean, you've, you've probably seen, like, unboxing videos of toys yeah. and stuff, right? This is the equivalent of that. Um, you get to watch somebody breaking open a box. But what you do is you actually buy into it um, either randomly. So you buy a spot uh, for one of the teams, and you it randomizes, and you get all the cards that come out for that team. Or in some cases, you can they auction off the actual team. So, for example, if you, you know, there'd be a, a hobby collector, somebody on, on YouTube that... Um, you know, has a really expensive box of cards from this year, and they could auction off all the teams. You probably have something really cheap from, uh, for like the the Pistons, but then you'd have to pay a ton for the Pelicans to have a chance at a Zion. So it's like a chance for, oh, you know, yeah, it's a chance for a lower end buyer to get in on an expensive box, have a chance at a great card, uh, and then the person breaking the box is probably gonna make a little bit of profit from it too. Man, it's a great this, concept. Yeah, it, I mean assuming you can get a hookup or, or find some way to to get some boxes like is this worth starting a channel over yeah i mean I, I think you really would need to get a presence and really really dig deep and get into it you'd have to invest some dollars um it's it's probably not the easiest thing i mean there's a lot of costs involved too for the channel like you'd have to have the right kind of cameras and editing and yeah um, you know, if you are going to sell cars and you'll need the right shipping, um, you know, tools and stuff. So yeah. there's a lot to it, but it seems like it could be like a fun hobby just because, you know, we enjoy it. Um, yeah. but I, I think it could get ex expensive quick. It's kind of crazy looking at the internet, some of the, the forums out there, people spend, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on it. 
I was trying to kind of estimate how much I probably spent in that 10 year span. I, I would I would guess maybe maybe one or two grand at most. Maybe maybe let maybe around one grand. That's uh, it. So it in, yeah, in I don't 10, so like a hundred dollars a year, that's it. I don't think I ever because I, I think the big money, right, is, is those individual cards. And and I never I was tempted, but I never <laughs> You know, would spend five dollars on one card that was on display there. Uh, yep. Just go there and look at them. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm underestimating a little bit. Maybe it's closer to two grand. It, uh, it's hard but, to, yeah, it's hard for me to imagine how much that was because I know we would buy some packs for between two dollars and maybe four dollars at the most, and maybe get a pack every yeah. week. I or mean, two. I think over overall, I have about two thousand cards. So okay. just kind of. Okay, doing, well that helps. Maybe doing a little bit of math on that. Uh, so maybe 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 about a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred, because uh, I I did spend some of the money on like those, I think the flare packs back in the day were like five dollars, yeah, five dollars for like six cards or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, super thick cards. I mean, super high quality. Yeah. But uh, I mean, those were always the best. I felt I feel like those were always eye catching enough that. Uh, people always wanted to trade for them, so so definitely brought its value up a little bit. Yeah, regard. those are the yeah. Um, it, it's crazy how everything has changed these days. There's no packs with you know ten or twelve cards a pack. It's all like four to six six cards per pack. They're all oh, shiny. All They're all shiny and reflective and uh, different colors. I mean, some of them yeah. are really beautiful. Some of them, I I don't think they look that great at all. Like those flare cards were awesome. The um, do you remember the em emotion cards? Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty sweet too, uh, but yeah, everything's different now, and it's all about like and like back then they had like a whole set of inserts in every um, like a yeah, one in four chance that you right. get like this set of inserts, and they were just like okay after after everything. It's just like oh, that's not a big deal. But now yeah. it's all about it's all about getting those really high end inserts where they're autographs or jersey patches on the card. That's that's really where you get. Um, I, I think that's about. Value when that's about when i that's stopped when we were out huh? probably yeah probably probably you too uh right, right around i think i think they started yeah they started doing the uh the patches the uh like jersey yep. part of the jersey patch on the cards and um yeah so, so so with the influx right now of of new people new audience for this uh like has that raised the value of like for example maybe grant hill is not the best comparison but that era, at least, like, has it raised that value? I, I don't think it's done that much for that value unless they're really the top end of cards gotcha. or if you're finding yeah. somebody. I mean, there's still a lot of people out there that collect players that just want to get, um, you know, Carl Malone's or Scottie Pippen's, and they will pay yeah. a little bit more than, than normal for that. But overall, like, you won't get much unless it's, like, a rookie card or it's, like, gotcha. graded really highly. Um, and, you know, like, I, I went for Hakeem's, obviously, uh, and even like after college, and I was you know, yeah. out on my own working. Yeah, you're you're looking for a while. Yeah, making making a couple bucks. I would actually go on eBay and buy a few Hakeem cards, and probably singles? some of them have. Yeah, wow. I, I went singles. I went for like some jersey cards or auto cards that would be like ten to twenty dollars maybe, um, and they've probably like retained their value, not much more than that. Like if, yeah, it, it's really all about the biggest stars, and that's why. Uh, Albion and I have have decided the strategy is all it's all LeBron, Luca, and and that's about it. Yeah, we need we need like a 
like a Hakeem Olajuwon documentary. I think that would pick up some steam. Yes, exactly. And, you know, the sad thing is that, um, you know, it's hard for, I don't think kids can get into it. I, I remember, um, mm. you know, again, like maybe uh, it was during college and I, I was uh, doing one of our, our church events with kids, uh, with like middle schoolers. I think it was one of the camps. And I, you know, was talking to these middle schoolers like, hey, what do you guys collect? You, you guys collect baseball cards, basketball cards? And they're like, what's that? Um, so this is like 2005 this is already like 15 years ago they're just like uh no we don't collect anything like there's pencils that's about it i was like what that that's it (laughs) kind of sad hey did you collect pencils speaking of which no i never collected pencils pogs i did oh you did pogs i i wasn't allowed to i don't know why maybe there was too much money into cards already um, well, let, let's take a quick break and talk about our last sponsor, and that's Derek Shaw at Farmers Insurance. This episode is brought to you by D. Shaw, and make sure to give him a call or a text or a FaceTime. His phone number is 214-729-6462. He can give you a quote on home, life, or auto insurance, and he's ready and, and willing to give you a consultation if that's what you need to. He'll give you some free advice. His phone number, once again, is 214-729-6462. And you can check out his Facebook page at facebook.com slash Derek Shaw Insurance. Uh, and if you mention Six Pennies Podcast, make sure to do that. He will give you a huge, huge discount on top of everything else. They have discounts on new roofs, on certain occupations. But yeah, make sure to mention Six Pennies Podcast and he will give you the best uh, rate possible. Once again, that's D Shaw 214-729-6462. All right, Mark. So what else? Anything else that you collect? Yeah, the only other thing I collect now are um, pins. Uh, pins? Yeah, I collect uh, Mondo pins. So uh, these are like licensed. Uh, yeah, I don't really know how to describe them. But I Wait, wear hold on. Them. Is this the same Mondo that you bought like like 10 years ago without yes. being you couldn't sell them? Yeah, the same one. The same. They're, he they're couldn't pins. sell them. The, uh, these are pins so they they do okay. they kind of cover the whole spectrum like i have some mondo like puzzles i have mondo pins i have mondo paintings and posters uh but the pin the pins are the pins are pretty cool uh i but what, I, what are they are, is it like is it action figures are they anime are they what, what are they are they characters i have i have some disney i have uh oh. like boo from monsters inc i have okay. uh i have buzz lightyear i have up i have simba i have so they're uh, like a they're like a license they're like a licensee where they create things based on other characters yeah i mean they're licensed i think by mondo so it's it's been i i i don't know why i started collecting them um i think a while back one of the travel things that i started collecting I, i i see like five old ones here on my wall uh i started with pins uh so way back in like elementary school or middle school or something so i'm just trying to stick with it uh what is there a long-term play is there a a desire to sell these things or to give them to your kids in the future it's just for fun and just to look cool it's just for fun and i i wear them uh whenever i wear a suit so wear wear a suit or a suit jacket i'll put a pin on there what do people say i mean it's a good conversation piece uh okay yeah, it started because my company, uh, I think for my one-year anniversary there or something, they sent they send everyone that hits the one-year mark like a company pin. 
So after I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, I'll put this on my blazer, you know, next time I have to give a presentation at work. And uh, I like I like the look. So after that, I was like, okay, I guess I'll start looking into pins now. Okay, pins. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to say to that. What about uh, what about shoes? Do you collect shoes? I would. You, you have a lot, right? Yeah, I was gonna say shoes. Uh, I don't really know if I'd call it a collection though. Like I, I wear all my shoes. If, okay. But uh, yeah, I feel like most people when they collect them, maybe they just kind of sit there for display. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like especially this year in the pandemic, I've harnessed a lot of self control in order to not purchase shoes every single week. I'm definitely browsing a lot, uh, probably as much as you're browsing for Luca rookie cards. I'm, I'm oh, just I browsing shoes. I don't think that's possible, man. But <laughs> so wait, real quick on your for Luca or LeBron, like, are you are you just buying packs? or trying to buy packs hoping to get lucky on those, or are you buying individual, like looking to buy individual Luca rookie card? Yeah, it's it's all singles. Um, l- like I mentioned, the the resell on on boxes and packs is out of, you know, out, out of this right. world. So yeah, I mean, taking the risk on that, it's not worth it. If you try to do, get in on one of those breaks, like I mentioned, it's probably yeah. not worth it either. So I mean, if you, if you can find the card you want and for for me, it's been about getting uh, ungraded raw ones that hopefully are in gr- good condition. So you get pictures and you you just assume that it's in pretty good condition. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, picking up a few of those, LeBron especially. Like, there's no way to get that from a pack now from from 15 years ago. So, so just generally speaking, what's the price point for both of those right now? Yeah, what would you guess for a uh, for a Luca? Let, let's say the the cheapest like true rookie card from Luca. Um, let's say a cheap one. Let's say there's maybe twenty of them. A cheap one, a in a in a, in a mid range. Cheapest, uh, I don't know, 30, 30 bucks. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty. That's right around there. The, the around absolute there? Okay. cheapest, thirty, forty bucks, maybe. Yeah, maybe forty bucks. Uh, if you get into to kind of the pretty normal but but mid-range it's it's close to a hundred dollars um wow, and it just already. goes up from there yeah certainly yeah the higher end like base rookie cards um you know several four or five hundred dollars is crazy for luca right now lebron um like i mentioned the tops rookie for some reason it is that's the hottest one um and and that's maybe four or five hundred bucks for like the the plain tops lebron rookie not even graded um wow. So you could get like a cheap LeBron maybe for eighty to hundred, but that's that's as good as it gets. So it gets expensive real quick, real quick, and it's it's hard for us to. I don't know. Albie and I don't really know what the exit plan is, but hopefully at some point we can sell a few of these and make a, a few bucks. It doesn't seem like it's going down anytime soon though with the with the pandemic. Yeah, I am definitely gonna look into this. I'm I'm glad yeah. we chose this random topic today yeah go it wasn't random for me uh go uh, and look at your cards take take some pictures let me see what you got i i can i can figure out maybe if there's anything that's that's really strong um if you want to jump in with us uh you, you can contribute a few bucks too um th- i was gonna say going back to shoes like i feel like that the sneakerhead culture is probably probably a good investment too like similar to cards like um, you know, the, the prices of, of shoes and like the exclusivity, the rarity of them, the resale market, like all that has blown up the last, I don't yeah. know, eight, eight to 10 years too, right? That's true. Uh, but again, it's kind of two different leagues, right? Like, uh, most of the collectors, especially if you want to retain that value, 
the shoes got to stay in the box. They got to yes, be dead yes. stock. So yeah. it's, it's, I can't do it. Um, I've camped out yeah, the shoes I, once and I'm probably too old to do that now. And probably, I don't think you can really, really even camp out anymore. Everything's kind of a lottery. It's a lottery. Yeah. yeah. Which also is a, an awesome, I think, innovation because trying to get rid of like the, the bots that are picking things up too quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I can see how like for shoes, it's, it's probably, I, I think it's more fun to wear them than to yeah. look at them like cards or other collectibles. Like you, you don't really do much with them regardless. You look at them, you trade them, but you, you can't wear them. You can't do anything where, else. Where are your cars right now? Do you have any on display or are they in boxes? Uh, they're mostly like in some boxes that I have. I mean, they're in cases, but they're in they're in a couple boxes. Maybe that should be ne your next project. Like, time to put some on display in your in your uh, study or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, hopefully at some point, like I mentioned, we can sell a few of these things. Um, but yeah, maybe the older ones, maybe put up a, a couple good Tim Hardaways and and Grand Hills yeah. call it a day. Yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, thanks for joining Six Pennies Podcast. At all, as always, give us a, a rating, a review. Um, let us know what you think about cards, other collectibles. This might not be uh, you know, a podcast that was super relevant, but hopefully you've learned something. And uh, maybe if this is something that interests you, reach out, let us know. And uh, thanks as always for listening. <laughs>